Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good morning, personal besties. Welcome back to Live Your Personal Best. Hopefully everyone's feeling amped up today. I am after getting over a little bit of a cold, which may or may not have been COVID, but feeling better now. Today's episode, we are joined by Kaisa. You might know her on Instagram as Kaisa Fit. She has over a million followers there. And I love today's conversation with her because she's been in the industry for so many years. So we talk about what she wants to do differently in the industry of taking away, working out with how we look and just moving our bodies with what we have, with what we can do in the moment, as beginners, as experts, wherever we're at. Really using fitness to meet you where you're at, not trying to get you to somewhere that you haven't been. And we talk about what she sees next as coming in the fitness industry. You know, as someone who's been in it for over a decade, it's always interesting to hear other people's insights of, you know, where they think it's going and expanding and kind of what to look out for next. So I hope that you enjoy today's conversation with Kaisa. And before we jump in, I have officially opened up enrollment again for my Beyond the Hype boot camp. It was last opened last January in order to help you go over the initial hump of motivation towards working towards a goal. What do you do after that, right? How do you create systems and plans that are sustainable and will actually work with your lifestyle? So if you need help with that, if you need help tracking and planning and coming up with a plan that works for your lifestyle, go check out emilykaufman.org slash beyond the hype. The link will be right down below. I had two new people sign up and joined us last week, so I look forward to you joining us too. What's up and welcome to the Live Your Personal Best podcast. This is the place where I help current and former athletes like you to show up confidently in the gym and in life. I'm your host, Emily Kaufman, a former Division I athlete and author of Elite to Everyday Athlete. I'm going to show you how to stay motivated in reaching your goals and how to have more fun doing it. So let's sweat it out and start living your personal best. Hey guys, today we are joined by Kaisa. She's a personal trainer, fitness educator, and social media influencer known for her fun and innovative ways to get people moving. She graduated from the University of Washington, where she's a member of the track and field team, and later went on to get her master's in exercise science, sports performance, and injury prevention. She's now the owner of Kaisa Fit, and I'm so excited that you're here joining us today. 
Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Well, I want to start it off is because I know that you've done a lot of really cool things in your past. You know, you're a collegiate athlete. You also helped with Michelle Obama and her Let's Move campaign. Um, So what are you working on now? Yeah. The Let's Move campaign is like the thing. I mean, that is a claim to fame that of course I will always claim, but it was so, it's so long ago now that when people say that, I'm like, well, yeah, that was a thing. That was a thing a while ago, but now we're moving on to Just Move. So my biggest focus is creating a platform that is really, really inclusive, um, to everybody and every body that wants to move. And that is all happening at just move. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause it's like, you know, you've been in the space for so long now, I'm sure, you know, things change as you do it. So that's funny that the Michelle Obama thing seems like so long ago. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I'm not going to edit that as you're saying that I'm like, I'm not going to take it off. I will keep that on there, but yeah, we're <laughs> moving on to other things. <laughs> I love that. Well, you kind of mentioned it a little bit, but I know that you have some really cool views around fitness and also a really big motto. So I was wondering if you could share us a little bit more about your mission with your space. Yeah. Well, so I think it goes backwards with my story around movement. So I have moved in some way, shape or form my entire life. I ended up, as you said, at the university of Washington as an athlete and I was really injured. And so at that moment, you know, 21, around 21 years old, I had this kind of realization. I always had an appreciation for my body, but I had a realization that if I didn't learn about my body, I wasn't going to be able to fully take care of her um, throughout my life. And so that's how I kind of dived into movement. And as I started training, I had a really big awakening that not a lot of people had an appreciation, like an, a connection and appreciation for what their body could do. And so that was the take that I wanted when it came to being a, you know, a personal trainer. And so my motto is just move. And my goal is to get everyone around the world up and moving because I think in the training industry, like we really focus on the small percentage of people that are already training and already working out. And in my mind, I, I realized really quickly as I stepped into the industry, like we're forgetting about the other 90% of the population that doesn't even, you know, move. So that's who I really wanted to focus on. Yeah. No, I love that so much. Cause I think a lot of times, you know, when you do see the personal trainers online, it's like, arguing about, okay, how much stretching should you do? Should you stretch before or after? Is it cardio? Is it lifting? Like what are all these like nuances in it? And I love that, you know, you focus on that other 90% of, okay, what about the people that aren't even at step one yet? Or like, how do we get them involved to even start this conversation? Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, is like when it comes to the human body, it's so advanced. Like it is literally a miracle that we're never going to fully understand. So we can always spend time arguing and breaking down and learning more. And I love that side of things. I really, really do. But I just realized I was far more passionate about the side where there were so many people that were being left behind, right? Like the more we're analyzing a perfect squat, the more we're forgetting about people who don't even squat at all. So for me, I was like, I really, there's enough people in the industry focusing on that. I really want to focus on how do I get somebody who doesn't see themselves as an athlete. And my definition is if you have a body, you're an athlete um, and human bodies are made to move. So how do I get that human being interested in moving and taking care of themselves? And that was really like my goal. And that's still my passion and my goal today. Yeah, that's awesome. So what kind of is your approach to someone who might not see themselves as an athlete? Like what is step one for them? So step one is to start. And I think a lot of people, we tend to like build up all this momentum to get started. And when we think about starting, you think about like, I'm going to come in an hour a day, you know, seven days a week. And so I try to wash it off the board and I say, what is 
in reality, what does your schedule actually look like? And where are you right now? Like, are you not doing anything? Okay. So a very doable approach is to start adding five minutes of movement into your day, whether that's a walk, whether that's stretching, like first things first, we're going to try to create something that's doable and something that you will stick with and so that it can be sustainable. And then we add from there. Another thing is I realized in the fitness industry, our definition of beginner is really not beginner at all. It's actually not an entry point. It's assuming that you have a lot of foundational understanding about movement. And so for my Just Move platform, I actually created a start level. So it is really, the goal of that is to meet people where they're at, to understand that a lot of people have never moved before. They don't understand the language around movement. And possibly if you have never moved before, you are also in pain. And so the start level was really taking that into consideration and teaching people the foundations of movement, because once you learn the foundations, you can go and do whatever you want to do. I love that. I've never heard of a start level before. I don't know if you can relate to this at all, but so I was also a collegiate athlete. And so when I came out of my sport and I started working out on my own, I was like, I'm not a beginner. I'm not even, you know, maybe like mediocre. Like I thought of myself as really knowing how to work out. And it was crazy because as I started figuring out more, I realized I really didn't know that much. Like, even though I had a training program, I never created that myself. And I didn't even know basic things like what engaging my core meant. (laughs) And so, you know, I think that you're right. Our definition of beginners is way off. Yeah. And it's so, isn't that crazy how the other thing about being an athlete is you are told what to do your entire life. But I think for a lot of us, it is like an innate ability. It's like a natural connection. So then you don't realize all of a sudden that there's an actual, like there's a learning process to teach a lot of people who have never done that, how to actually connect to their body. Like so, so many people walk through life not connected at all, not aware, like not even in tune with how their body feels, how to move their body, what to do. So for me, like that was a really big awakening when I started training basically right away because I started training middle-aged women. I was so fortunate that the the population of people that I love training the most, I actually started training first. So right away I could see like, I can't tell Mary to squat and assume that she even knows what that is. Like I have to use completely different language. I have to teach her about her body. I have to teach her what a hinge is. Like it was just, it was a completely different challenge that I actually loved and, and that I still take on today. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's like something that we could be doing for so long, but not even realize we could still be a beginner at just because we haven't been learning it the right way. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I know another thing with your fitness too, that you talk about a lot is taking the focus away from our body is taking that worth off of our body and more focusing on other things. So if someone wants to start working out, but maybe not for a weight loss goal, not for a body goal, like how do you approach that? How can you set different goals? I love this question. So thank you. So one of my sayings is I am more than my body, because I think one of the things that I realized really quickly being in the industry is we, especially as females are summed up by what we look like. Like the most valuable thing about us is what our body looks like. And so, and, and as an athlete, you know, I was defined by my body for many, many years. And so it was kind of a mantra that I said to myself, I am more than my body. And then I started to use that with my female clients. Like, you know, that you are more than your body, you know, that whoever like you are underneath your body is who you actually are. Your body is just the representation of how you carry yourself throughout this life. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't take care of her. You know what I mean? Like I tend to look at my relationship with my body as my relationship with my best friend. So she doesn't like what she looks like. I'm not going to nitpick. I'm not going to be negative towards her. I'm going to appreciate the things that she does for me, but I also want to take care of her 
because she's the thing that helps me walk, get up every single day and walk through this life. And so I try to help people have an understanding that you move as a very positive thing to take care of yourself. You don't move as a negative thing or as punishment because you want to change something about yourself. And the, the issue with the fitness industry is that we, there's a definition of health and that definition is a look. And I always say health is a feeling. It is not a look. Being healthy does not look a specific way. It's very, very different for every single human being. Our bodies are very different um, and a healthy individual can look different across the board. And so if you move to achieve a specific look, you are most likely setting yourself up for failure. Um, and what I try to work with, with clients and with my platform and with everything I do is move so that you feel a certain way, move so that you are excited about how you feel inside of your body. Um, so that you're proud of the things that you can physically do. Like we work towards performance goals all the time, but really trying to help people remember that health is a feeling. It is not a look. Yeah, no, I, I love that. Cause I think that we don't realize how often it's common for the fitness industry to talk about our body. Cause you know, the way that I like to approach fitness too, a lot of times is focus offside of my body. Like I do it to feel good, but if all the messaging that you're surrounding yourself by is the opposite, it can almost kind of like intervene without you even noticing it's there. Yeah. And the thing is, is the unfortunate thing, Emily, is we're not going to change the industry, right? Like sex sells, you know, the media has full control over that and that's what makes money. So we're not going to change that, but what we can do, especially as fitness professionals is help teach and, and coach people out of that. And so for someone like, so for me, I have gone through many evolutions of what my body, of what she looks like. And at this day and age, I probably to the outside work world look more unhealthy than I've ever been, but internally, like, I am more healthy than I've ever been. So it's a constant reminder for me, even if I'm like heavier or more out of shape or whatever, it's a constant reminder for me. I, I am literally every single day having to be like, I am so grateful to be in this body and she is a bad bitch and I can go do everything that I want to do. And I'm super proud of what she does inside the gym, outside the gym. I'm super proud of who I am. And so what she looks like is not important. I know I take care of her. I know I sleep. I know I hydrate. You know, I know like I, I feel well, I move well, like, so whatever she wants to look like at this day and age, I'm 35 years old. She can look like that. I love that. You said it's like a daily reminder to yourself. And so I love that it's daily. It wasn't like you decided it once. No. And I think that's the other thing, like people, it's really easy to look at, you know, people outside of you and think like, oh, they have it, they have it all. And so I think for me, I try to say like, I am also, I'm sharing this message. And at the same time as I'm sharing it, I'm also constantly telling myself, like I am more than my body was a mantra I created for myself. And now obviously like, I love to share it with the world, but it's still, it's something that I tell myself every single day. It's something, it's a practice. Just like I go in the gym and I lift weights, it's reps every single day. And I'm going to have, we're all, we're human beings. We're going to have knowledge, especially about what we look like. We're going to be hypercritical, but it's what you do with that. So for me, my goal is as soon as it comes in, like, what do I say to reinforce it, to push it out? Right? Like it doesn't sit with me. If I have, you know, a problem with, I don't know. Hey, Kaisa, you can go and do 15 pushups. So who cares what your arms look like? Are you kidding me? So it's like not sitting in that negativity. Yeah, no, that is great advice. And Something that you've been bringing up a lot is, you know, like the look of health and fitness. Um, you have a ton of eyes on you. Like you have a million followers on Instagram. What is that like? Like, is it, does it feel like a lot of pressure to look a certain way? Do you feel that pressure at all from followers and getting messages? Or is it something that you've kind of been able to block out now? That's a good question. Um, 
truthfully, I don't think about it as a million eyes on me. Cause honestly now with the algorithm, it's not really a million eyes on you, but there are definitely eyes. I don't think, I think I've been very lucky on social media because I think from the very, very beginning, my messaging was very clear. I was, you know, I've been on, on the platform for like six years now. And from the very beginning, I was about what my body could do. Um, I was not about what she looked like and there are always going to be comments, but I'm pretty throughout the course of like my entire life. I've, I've come to be pretty comfortable and confident with my relationship with myself. And so if there are comments and things that people say, I really, I don't pay any attention to them. They don't get a lot of my, my energy, but there's not a lot of negative. I think I'm very clear. If you follow me, I'm very clear about what I'm doing. I'm very clear about how I feel. I'm pretty opinionated. Like, you know, if, if you follow me, you have heard what I say. So it's not a surprise that, you know, like that I, that I speak and I'm loud about my feelings around things. Yeah. No, it's kind of like if they happen upon you and they don't agree with your view on fitness, it's like, okay, well then why are you here? Yeah. And they'll, you know, they'll unfollow real quick. So they'll get a taste of me and, and do what they want to do. Yeah. And I know too, that a lot of your workouts are posted online. You do a lot of like virtual classes and courses, stuff like that. Has you becoming a teacher changed how you've worked out at all? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, so I think becoming a teacher has not really changed my own. I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's a little separate. What, what it did do, becoming a coach helped me realize how much I needed to understand movement, the ins and outs of the human body and around movement. Because the thing is, is, and one of my mentors early on told me that you have to know something so well to be able to break it down so simply. So if I wanted to really be able to coach true beginners, I had to know the body. I had to know movement. I had to know exercise. I had to know it inside and out because, and what he always told me was, if you are not explaining it to them, you have to be able to explain it in 10 different languages, a million different ways. Like it is on you to be able to help them understand what you want them to achieve in that moment. And so I think what it did do is force me to be a constant student, which, which I do love. Um, I ended up going back to school and get my ma getting my master's in exercise science um, just because it's like a constant evolution of understanding the body. Um, and it's something that I still enjoy today. Yeah. No, it's awesome to hear that you still enjoy it because sometimes it's like, you know, when you've been speaking on this one thing for so long, like there's so many people that still need to hear your message, but it's like, you know, it's, it's good that it still fills you up too. Yeah. Well, you know, I just constantly remind myself, you know, there are a lot of people that are not moving yet. So there are a lot of people that I still, like my goal which unfortunately, like my goal will never be done, but like my goal is not anywhere near done. Like, you know, the goal of getting people to get up and to move and to feel comfortable and confident and empowered in their body is literally like, we're just at the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. And you can definitely see that passion come through just like talking to you and everything that you do. Um, so now where do you see the fitness industry kind of going next? Do you see it kind of going in the same direction? Or I know that there's always going to kind of be that toxic messaging out there too. Yeah. I, you know, the thing is, is I try to remain positive. I think there's always going to be that, but I think the fitness industry has evolved so much. I think that there are some incredible coaches in the movement industry. I think there are some incredible women that are coming up. Um, and I think that we, you know, through the course of the past, maybe like 10 years, we're really starting to understand like 
being able to perform and being able to move and being able to feel good in your body is a really important thing and is more important than what you look like. And I think that there are a lot of coaches that embody that. So, you know, I'm very hopeful about where we're going. Um, we have a lot of work to do. We are a huge industry and, you know, unfortunately the world has never been more unhealthy. Um, so we have, we, we have a lot of work to do. Yeah. I really like what you said there. I don't even know if you did it on purpose, but you said that, you know, feeling good and feeling good in your body is more important than the other things. Because I think that a lot of time the messaging with like body positivity or all of that is you're saying like, this is the only thing that's important. And you almost have to like, forget about looks or you have to forget about everything else. And, you know, sometimes that is what kind of motivates people. So the fact that you're saying like, this is more important, but you can't, like, you don't have to just erase everything else that you've been working on. Yeah, totally. And I think, you know, it, it would be foolish to say that we're not human beings who care what we look like. Like we, we do care what we look like, but what I try to say is you have to be able to take that and put more power in other things. You have to be able to recognize that actually what you feel like is more important than what you look, you know, and like having performance goals, having things that you want to achieve with your body, whether it's inside the gym or out, I'm not saying you have to ever go to the gym. Like maybe you enjoy walking, running, hiking, or chasing your grandchildren around, like whatever that is, have those as your motivation, because those are the things that are going to keep you inspired and moving. And going to keep your movement journey sustainable. Um, because our bodies are ever changing. Like you're never like, and also like, I hate to say this, you're never going to look the way that you think the, you know, the perfect you looks. And honestly, when you get to that version or close to it, there's still going to be something wrong. So like going for that view or that, like, you know, goal of perfection or whatever you want is like so short lived. That might be, you know, we're, we're, we're approaching new year. That's going to be, you know, a lot of people's motivation to start moving. And, and I don't care what gets you to start moving. I'm just trying to keep you to, I'm, I'm trying to keep you to continuously move. And so just understanding like that goal of how you look and changing the way that you look is not very sustainable. Yeah. I love that. It's not sustainable. And speaking of, you know, it doesn't have to be in the gym. I love that all your workouts on Instagram. And there was one you posted recently. It's like, here's all the exercises you can do with a book. Or like, here's yeah. Exercises you can do with a suitcase. <laughs> like it doesn't have to even be with weights. No, because the thing is movement is so fun and it should be so creative. You don't, you know, the fitness industry took basically movement. And we said, well, movement only happens inside of this box you know, like with weights and certain equipment. And that's not true at all. Like human bodies are made to move. However you want to move is just your form of creative um, exploration that you have to go on and figure out. Like, it doesn't mean that you ever have to step foot in the home. And that's why for me, a lot of the things are like, look, people like you don't even need weights. You don't, you don't need anything but your body to get a great workout in. Yes. I love that so much. I've loved this conversation. Is there any one last piece of advice you'd love to leave everyone with? I mean, I think I would love to leave people as they step into the new year, remembering like that they have this one body for the rest of their lives to take care of. And it's not about figuring out the perfect thing. It's not an all or nothing. Like anything is better than nothing. And as we realize like lives are very chaotic and very overwhelming, what are a handful of things that you can do to start taking care of yourself? And maybe it's not starting with movement. Maybe it's focusing on making sure that you get a little bit more sleep and you hydrate your body a little bit better and you fuel a little bit, you fuel a little bit better. And once you start doing that, maybe then you have a little bit more energy to add some movement in, but it's figuring out what are the small things that you can do? Because all of those small things 
really add up to be the big positive change. Yeah, no, I think that's great. As you mentioned, especially with New Year's, you know, this is the same body you're going to be living in. You know, it doesn't have to be a big jump out once, but, you know, just continuously working at it. So thank you so much for joining us. Where can people follow you, take your classes, train with you, all of that? Yeah. So the movement platform, my movement platform is justmove.com. So if you want to move with me, I would love to see you over there. Um, and then you can follow me on social media at Kaisa Fit, K-A-I-S-A Fit. Awesome. Thank you for joining us. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>